You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porter Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Jacobs to his right. They send a man in motion. High snap, gets it down, gives it to Jacobs up the middle. Touchdown, Raiders! Josh Jacobs' first touchdown of the season on fourth and goal from the one. And the Raiders cut it to a one-score game with 3.59 to go in the fourth. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, here's your boy Q. Q. Yes, we are live at Buffalo Wild Wings, 190 West Craig Road. We're in the North. Come on and hang out with us. We'll be here till 5 o'clock. You know how we get down each and every Friday. We're at a different location. Matter of fact, sneak peek going behind the scenes. Next Friday, we'll be at the Buffalo Wild Wings on Eastern Avenue. So kind of familiar with that territory, kind of familiar with that side of town. It may or may not be right down the street from the house. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. But, uh, yeah, uh, each and every Friday it's cool to be at a different Buffalo Wild Wings, kind of be on a little bit of a tour that we're on and uh, always appreciate meeting people that may live on the north side of town or live on the east side of town or live in Henderson or wherever the case may be. I like going to different spots and, and hanging out and, and being able to meet as many people as possible. Like I mentioned, uh, my guy Demetrius just came by just a little while ago. Him and his wife will be at the game on Monday. They got hooked up with a couple Raider Nation Radio 920 t-shirts and you can as well just come on by say what's up my man angels got you we got tickets here to unlv we've got all kind of hookup for you and uh the folks here at buffalo wild wings treat us so well they do such a great job and if it's your birthday uh you can get you can get someone to sing happy birthday to you <laughs> we we had uh we had uh tony 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 got his uh his birthday they sang his birthday earlier today we said he's turned 21 again so uh that's awesome and uh yeah there you go so come on by and, and you will get hooked up let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy raider dave in denver welcome to the show what's on your mind hey man optimism that's what's on my mind i just had a cat pull up next to me raider flags on his charger like it was game day i'm like what the heck man but you know <laughs> what should i expect nobody wants to follow the donkeys around around here right. they got these pasty white helmets they're going to come up with and try to rouse themselves with that oh man what a mess <laughs> as a matter of fact i think i think that the donkeys are going to go Oh, and five, or make it five out of five. Five out of five losses coming up. They're going to be down in the cellar so far. And then I really believe that the Chargers are going to lose three out of their next four. So nice. if the Raiders can pull off uh, winning three out of the next four, that really plots them up there where they need to be ready to jump in and go after the Chiefs after a few games. So I've got optimism. But I think the identity, and I don't know, hope. <laughs> I think that's probably it. That's probably it. I, you know, here's the thing. they got three losses against one really good team and two that they should have won. But the film is out of how to go ahead and overload the A-gap and cause problems for Parham and Van Roten and, yeah. and make James have to make decisions. And if you're going to do that, that all will, always will keep Jacobs or whoever else is in there to block because that, uh, that linebacker is coming in right there. So they don't have to worry about Jacobs going out. So, obviously, that wouldn't be a play for a shovel pass, but there's got to be some other ways. That if you know the defense is going to attack you this week, just like the other defensive have attacked you because they've seen the success on it, then that's a feather in the cap for how easy it would be to let uh, McDaniels try to figure out a game plan to run some other plays, screens, whatever it is, uh, to do some things different. Because there's... It's only four four games into the season. There's a whole playbook out there full of stuff that he's got that people yeah. haven't seen. So yep. why are they trying to do things the same way over and over again, even if the personnel can't handle what's been done? 
then you got to change it up and you got to do something else. And I, you know, I watched um, the, the great tape don't lie deal and he was throwing down some 22 uh, video, but I never saw one where he exposed what uh, Tucker did while he was in for Adams. And I was really disappointed because I would love to see the all 22 to see what kind of routes they put him in on. Right. I don't know that the route concepts, the levels concepts is working out because there doesn't seem to be a flow of receivers going to one side of the field giving a breakaway for Renfro or somebody to go to the other side of the field and be isolated. And, you know, I think there was a lot of decisions that the rookie, you know, made that weren't exactly good, but he did make some awesome throws too. So with, the, with Garoppolo coming back and being able to read things quick, you know, I think this thing, I think this thing can blow open pretty good if he gets a little bit of success and it can push those safeties back and help Jacobs run. There you go. Great stuff. Raider Dave in Denver breaking it down. He hit us with the optimistic science he hit us with the good science right and, and i'm not mad at that man optimism is a good thing again it's only week five right i don't want anyone to think that uh you know it's it's time to throw in the towel or this that and the other or this season's a wash right and and well just tank for caleb williams or this that and the other i mean look there'll be plenty of time to talk about the draft there'll be time plenty of time to talk about you know if aiden o'connell's the guy if he's not what direction to go but you know week five october 6th october 7th october 8th october 9th that ain't it Right. I mean, it's okay to have in the back of your head. I'm not telling you how to think, but, you know, at the end of the day, man, it's still it's still opportunities to go out there and win games. And there is not one person in that locker room. I promise you, not one person. You gave that team true serum. There's not one player on that in in that locker room. that would be like, yeah, you know what? I'm looking forward to uh, possibly uh, going and getting Caleb Williams next year. Ain't nobody in that locker room thinking about the draft. Nobody. I promise you. Nobody. So, you know, that's, that's, that's why it's, it's like what Raider Dave said. You know, it's you know, time to be optimistic, time to think that this team could get things turned around. We know that there wasn't really an uh, identity established until four, five weeks into the season last year. So maybe they can start to do that. Maybe, and, and look, I don't know, maybe, maybe Monday is the beginning of, a, a, of their identity being established, right? And then we start to see signs of this offense that I believed was going to be really good. You know, maybe Michael Mayer starts getting involved, Maybe Trey Tucker, like Raider Dave was mentioning, gets involved. That speed alone should uh, open up the, uh, open up the game, the offensive game plan. If nothing else, I would I would turn Trey Tucker into a track star. All right, dude, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna run a bunch of nines. <laughs> you're gonna run a bunch of go routes, and you're gonna help open up the offense. And at some point, someone's gonna throw you the ball, but the threat's gonna be out there. The threat's always got to be out there, right? Somebody, DeAndre Carter, somebody. You're going to get your cardio in at the very least. You're going to be running a lot of, you know, a lot of deep shots because they've got to have that. They've got to have that speed and they've got to use it to their advantage. Let's go back out to Denver. Denver's been busy today, man. I guess nobody is. Like Raider Dave said, ain't nobody uh, following the Broncos. Let's let's talk to our guy Glenn in Denver. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Thanks, buddy. How are you doing today, Q? I'm fantastic, man. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Good. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I work about a quarter mile away from the Bronco facility, and it's mighty quiet over on that neck of the woods, <laughs> but it's the way it should be. Hey, you know, I was, I was thinking about this earlier, and a lot of the talk last year was McDaniels wasn't opening up the playbook for D.C. And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like we have a lot of the same thing right now. I mean, it, it's the same. It's either going to 16, going to 17, Canada off to eight up the middle. I mean, there's there's no other variations of it. And I think I heard earlier this week where um, 
mayor was saying that he's excited about some possibilities of some different plays going on. And yeah, I, I'm just I'm, I'm waiting for this whole playbook to open up this whole mastermind playbook that everybody says he has. I'm not seeing it, but I'm hoping that gets opened up here pretty quick because we need it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. And, yeah, Vinny alluded to that as well. And I don't talk to the same people that Vinny talks to. So I, I when he says something, especially it's very specific, like Michael Mayer and, and him getting more involved in the offense, that's something I pay attention to. Because, again, he doesn't just drop those little breadcrumbs and those little nuggets for no reason. It's just not that dude. Now, there's some out there that do that. Vinny's just not one of them. The ones that just throw breadcrumbs out there to throw it out there and see if there's a, a pigeon that's going to follow up and, 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 and eat up those breadcrumbs, they don't work for us. They don't work with us. Matter of fact, they are in that building and then they're not, right? And there's a bunch. <laughs> there's a bunch. Like, I don't, I don't need to go and expose everybody, but there was a handful of folks that were there in that media room to start the season that ain't there no more for that exact reason. A lot of BS they were throwing out there. I'm just saying. Vinny's not that guy. So when he said something earlier this week about Michael Mayer, it caught my attention as well. He's a guy that I was very excited about what he could do with this offense because I knew that, one, he obviously had to continue to work on his blocking, but he's willing to block. Like, he wants to be a really good blocker, but he's got to work on it. And he's really good in the red zone. And the Raiders just have struggled so much in the red zone that I thought it was going to be a really good addition, and he was going to make himself available and help out Jimmy G and help out with Hunter Renfro and help out Devontae Adams and help Jacoby Myers. Everyone get open, right? I mean, they, they can't cover everybody. And, oh, by the way, you still have Josh Jacobs in the backfield. So there was a lot of uh, different elements that could be added to this Raiders offense, especially in the red zone, and it just hasn't materialized. I mean, he's been in on, what, 51 snaps, and he has one catch for two yards? I mean, think about that. 51 snaps, one catch for two yards. That's just not enough. But Paul brought up a good point. I might have to clip that and, 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 and use that in another conversation at some point. He brought up a good point that if Hunter is the third read or the fourth read and Michael Mayer is the third read or the fourth read and someone's in his lap by the time he's snapping the ball, he ain't got time to get to the third or the fourth, fourth read. So there's, there's something to that, and I'm glad, he, I'm glad he pointed that out because at times it feels like it's just a, a, a lock-in type mode. Like, okay, they're just locked in on Devontae. They're just locked in on Jacoby. Well, if he ain't got time to, to even get to read number three, there could be something to that. And that's why a guy like Josh Jacobs was able to get so involved in the passing game a week ago, even though it wasn't Jimmy, it was Aiden, because he had Khalil Mack in his lap the whole day. So it was one of those O-blank moments. O-blank, let me throw it to Jacobs. O-blank, let me throw it to Jacobs. O-blank, right? It's just what it is. I thought he brought up a really good point there. And that's why we have uh, so many guests on, because they always bring some really good feedback to the show. Uh, and, and I definitely appreciate them. I do believe that Raider Nation appreciates them as well. Uh, got a couple more texts that I wanted to get to real quick. Uh, let's see. This is from the 916, Raider Chavez in the 916. I need to take this Buffalo Wild Wings tour on the road to Sacramento. The nation out here would show up. That's Raider Chavez in the 916 at Sacramento, California. I would love to do that, to be honest. I would love to do that. I love Sacramento. I, I mean, full disclosure, I got family that lives in Sacramento. Uh, when I was living in the Bay, uh, and even when I was in Fresno and I was working at Q97, uh, the radio station there, I had a chance to go and work at 102, no, 103.5, excuse me, uh, the bomb. Uh, yeah, because that was the competitor of KSFM. And I went up there, and it's so funny, and I know this is a totally different conversation, but that's just kind of what I do. Um, I went up there, and, 
And I uh, I actually did a show. I um, It was like an audition show. It was one of those. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's like, hey, yeah, come on down, do a show this afternoon. Let's see, let's see what you got. But the funny thing about it is, which that's normal procedure, the funny thing about it is the guy that was the boss at the time was the guy who used to be my boss in Fresno. So it's so funny because he already knows what I can do. So it was more like, as far as I was concerned, it was more like just I'm going to go through the motions, right? Hey, I have an interview in air quotes, but it really wasn't an interview. It was like, okay, Q, show up, do a show, drive back to Fresno. I'll call you in a couple days and give you the job. Like, that's what was going on in my mind. So I'm thinking that I'm moving to Sacramento, California, right? I'm, uh, I'm in Fresno. I'm about to move to Sacramento, California. I did that show. It wasn't the best show. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't the best show. But it wasn't bad, right? It wasn't bad at all. You know, that dude didn't hire me. <laughs> that guy was my old boss. Like, he taught me almost everything I knew. He didn't hire me for nothing. I was like, man, how'd that happen? Nothing. Crickets, man. My man didn't even call and give me an explanation. All I found out was some, they hired someone else. And, and the guy that they hired was good. Don't get me wrong. He was really good. But I was like, dang, I thought I was in. That's what, man, you can't get confident in this business. You can't get overconfident. I just knew I was good to go. But, yeah, I'm a big uh, Sacramento guy. So, yeah, maybe one day, man, maybe one day we'll be able to uh, come out to, to Sac Town, to the 916, and do a show from there. I think that that would be, uh, that'd be really cool. So, uh, there you go. Anyway, th- thanks so much for that. Thanks for putting up with my, uh, my story that I had for you. Uh, also, uh, how about this text? This one's from the 707. Uh, as was touched on earlier, the old bully identity is gone. No one fears this team anymore, and the opposing fans just take over and multiply like cockroaches. All this combined with struggles in practically all areas of play, maker, play makes for a struggle to define a positive identity. We went from the Raider mystique that I grew up with to the Raider mystery. We don't know what's happening anymore on the field and off. Very str- frustrating for all of us uh, that are still with the team every weekend, every down. Again, that's from the 707. And it's up to this team to, to, to get the identity. Like, like Paul said, you know, Josh McDaniels is trying to put his own imprint on this Raiders uh, team and trying to uh, forge his own identity and, uh, identity, and so he's got to be able to do that. And, you know, they went out and they got their players, and I said this in the offseason, okay, you know, hey, you, you went out and made the move. You brought in your quarterback. You brought in your players. You drafted your players. You, you know, turned the roster over to what you were more comfortable with. All right, let's see what, what, what you got. And so far, what you got is not good enough, obviously, uh, sitting there at one and three on the season. But the, I guess the, the, the good part of it is there's still plenty of, of ball left in the season. And, uh, you know, if they can get on a streak, if they can make some things happen, then maybe the conversation is different in a couple of weeks. But, you know, a couple more losses, and all of a sudden it's going to be, whew, it's going to be a rough one. Uh, I know that for sure. Uh, Raider James said, the defense turned the corner in the second half last week and played at an elite level. Tyree Wilson is looking better and stronger every week. The defense needs to keep up that standard and play a complete game. If the offense clicks and we eliminate mistakes and turnovers, we will win. Set the tone early. The first half will be telling. That's from Raider James. I, I, I like that text as well. And Tyree, he's looking. I think he's looking better when he's in a two-point stance. I really do. I think it gives him an opportunity to really get after the the quarterback, and and even you saw him go down the line and and have a nice little uh, stop on a run play against the Chargers. So, you know, the problem is that we see him in a couple plays, and we're like, man, there he goes. You know, and and again, just what we've all said that, you know, he's playing more than he was expected to play at this stage of the game. But at some point, you either got to put up or shut up, right? And so uh, I know he's up to the challenge. I know he wants to be out there and playing as much as possible. He wants to be a force on this Raiders team. So there you go. 
<laughs> one quick text. <laughs> Raider Chavez said, man, you're going way back with 103.5 The Bomb. Now it's a country station. Maybe that's why I didn't get the job. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe that's a good thing, man. <laughs> They're a country station now. I had no idea. I had no idea, but they were the competitor with uh, KSFM. They, they were going up against 102.5 uh, back in the day. So, yeah, that is back in the day, brother. <laughs> I, I told you. I told you I'm an old cat now, man, but uh, that's, that's funny. Thanks for that information. That's really cool uh, to know that that station has now flipped to, uh, to a country station. So there's that. we got a couple sound bites that we want you to hear. Uh, Ari, do we have time for that, or do I have to take a break? Well, you tell me what to do. Let's go. All right, here we go. Uh, first soundbite, before we get into any Coach McDaniels or Coach Lombardi or Patrick Graham, I want you to hear this commercial that I did for uh, ESPN, for Sports Center for Monday Night Football. And I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, had to play it on the podcast. thought it was really cool. They actually asked me to narrate this little promo, and it's only about 45 seconds, maybe not even that. Uh, but it, they did a really good production, pr- production job of it. All I did is fill in the blanks a couple places, and I thought it turned out really good. So it's kind of a little – Little thing it played on Sports Center last night tripped me out when I saw it. I was working on the podcast and I looked up on the TV and I saw it playing and heard it and I was like, "Yeah, oh, hey, cool, that's me." So here's that here's that little promo that I did for Sports Center for this Raiders and Packers Monday Night Football game. The Raiders will always believe in tradition, history, those who came before us. An organization steeped in the past, searching for a return to glory. Silver and black football is king of the hill of the National Football League. In their path, a cornerstone franchise preparing for a full invasion of the Death Star with a young hotshot at the controls. Love throws, right side, touchdown! Green Bay Packers, oh my goodness! Two iconic teams set to battle in the city where only one thing matters. Just win, baby. There it is right there. So, again, just kind of cool. Uh, it's, it's really good with the visuals. You'll see, you know, the Packers, Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, Al Davis, obviously. Uh, you know, old man Willie Brown, you know, he's in the commercial and everything, or a little promo. I thought it was pretty awesome. It really is. So, uh, you'll see it if you're checking out Sports Center at some point. It played a lot today. Uh, actually, I got a lot of feedback. A lot of people hit me up about it because they, they saw it and heard it today. But it should probably play all weekend long leading up to this game coming up on Monday night. Now, let's get into the game. Let's get into a couple of the sound bites from Coach McDaniels. We heard a little bit from him yesterday, but we didn't get to hear the opening statement. It's a little bit lengthier, but he really breaks down the Green Bay Packers as they're now officially, obviously, and this is obviously yesterday, but they're on to Green Bay. All right. Uh, well, we're underway. Uh, preparation for Green Bay. Um, this is a team that uh, obviously, we don't necessarily know uh, as well as we know some of the other teams on our schedule. So, um, you know, it's been it's been good to really dive into them, have an extra day to process kind of what their team is like and how they built it, and some of the strengths and weaknesses of their of their program. Uh, obviously, Matt, um, you know, he's he's done a great job uh, coaching their team, their whole front office, putting the team together. But uh, since he's been there, I mean, this has been a you know. A very successful franchise, um, you know, won a lot of games, been in a lot of big games. Um, you know, he does a great job with the offense. I know they're into some transition now with uh, the younger quarterback, um, Jordan Love, and a lot of the younger skill players um, that are getting an opportunity now to really, um, you know, get in there and play. They're explosive offensively. The two backs are uh, really impressive, very different um, styles, uh, but both nonetheless very difficult to handle and uh, tackle. Uh, tackling is going to be a huge deal this week against this football team. Um, 
Love's got a big arm, obviously can extend plays and very mobile. So uh, another quarterback, they can do something out of the pocket. So we got to do a good job in, in terms of taking care of those things and being smart about how we defend them. Uh, defense is physical. Uh, their front, I mean, their front's big. They play a lot of players. Uh, they're aggressive. Um, you know, the linebackers are very good. Um, you know, and, and Joe does a great job of scheming it uh, to where they can make some negative plays and disrupt the offense. Um, corners are very active and aggressive. Um, and, you know, they've gotten their hands on a lot of footballs. So, uh, and they're very good in a kicking game. Obviously, uh, you guys are familiar with Nixon. Um, I mean, this guy is as good a returner as, as we'll play. So, um, does a great job. Very aggressive. I mean, if he can catch it, he's usually bringing it back. So, uh, this is going to be a big challenge for our coverage units. Um, kicker and punter are very good. Um, obviously, Rich does a tremendous job with their kicking units, and he always always has his entire career. So that'll be a big challenge too. And situationally, this is one of the top teams in the league and has been for a long time. So third down, red zone, short yardage, two minute, all those situations. They're they're very well coached. They got a really good plan, um, and they challenge you in a lot of ways. So I'm excited to get out on the practice field um, and get started on. So there's Coach McDaniels just kind of with his opening statement on the Green Bay Packers, really broke down every element of the team, you know, from offense, defense, special teams, everything, you know, to really try to summarize it uh, in a couple minutes there from Coach McDaniels Thursday at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. And we're going to skip over a couple of the sound bites that we played on yesterday's show and get right to the run game on having a successful run game and the importance of the play design versus the desire to execute. I think everything's important in terms of, you know, having success. Um, I think that, you know, I always look at it, you know, and think what can we do better to put our guys in the best position possible to have success, um, you know, and I think, you know, whatever we choose to do and, and, you know, no team just runs the same two or three plays, you know, you can't do that in our league or we would have no success. But um, whether it's a double team, a draw, a sweep, it's outside zone, inside zone, toss plays, um, there's a lot of people that have to execute their job fundamentally well with the right techniques and the right finish and uh, be aggressive and physical uh, in order to get the running back started through the hole. You know, I thought we definitely had some flashes of that last week. Had a couple plays where maybe there was somebody near the line of scrimmage, but for the most part, I thought we took a step forward in terms of trying to keep the line of scrimmage clean. Again, I think part of part of this whole conversation is control of the game. You know, and control of the game means, you know, you're controlling the score, controlling the line of scrimmage, getting out in front, you know, being able to establish. Because every run is not going to be a seven-yard run. I mean, we all know that. So, But you need to have attempts. You need to be able to get your attempts up because you have the ball, you possess the ball, you take care of the ball, you don't turn the ball over, and then you can continue to stick runs in there. And eventually some of those runs in the first half that – you know, might be for two and three, end up for five or six, you know, as the game goes on. So um, I think there's there's a lot of things at play there, Paul. I think it's execution. I think it's play design. I think it's, you know, I don't question any of our, our guys' desire to want to do their job the right way at all. Uh, they're working their butt off to try to get it right. Um, but I think we just, you know, collectively as a unit, as a team, you know, we got to play well early in the game, try to get the, you know, the game where we want it, and then try to see if we can't establish the type of consistency and rhythm and commitment to it that we want, you know, when we're not behind and trying to catch up and, you know, trying to feverishly gain, you know, points quickly like we have been the last two weeks. So I think that also, you know, kind of, 
wears away at the running game because you just can't stick enough in there. That's when you don't have success in the second and third quarter. And like he just said, you have to try to come back from behind in the fourth quarter. That's when all of a sudden the run game is gone. But last week against the Chargers, we saw Josh Jacobs really get cooking. He got more cooking in the pass game, though. So here's Coach McDaniels. This will be the final one from him on Josh Jacobs getting involved in the passing game. I think, you know, I mean, look, if they if they drop out of there and they want to try to pay attention to, you know, Tay and – uh, Jacoby and some of our other guys and, you know, and give us some space underneath. I mean, those are extensions of the running game. It's not run plays, but, um, you know, he's, I mean, he's been a great pass receiver since, you know, I mean, since he came into the league in terms of being able to catch the football and make yards with the ball in his hand. So um, every time we get it to him, whether we hand it to him, throw it to him, toss it to him, screen it to him, um, you know, to me, it, those are good plays, good opportunities for him to make plays with the ball in his hands and, and use his ability in space. So um, he's done a good job of whatever we've asked him to do, and he's going to continue to work at uh, putting this whole thing together so that we can keep running it better. So there you go. Coach McDaniel's talking about Josh Jacobs getting involved in the passing game. Real quick, we'll get a couple from Coach Lombardi. Don't really hear from him too much on this show. Uh, really, I always focus in on the defense and usually Coach McDaniels, but let's hear a couple of quick sound bites from Coach Lombardi. And one that we've been asking about and talking about, that's Michael Mayer getting involved in the passing game. Here's Coach Lombardi talking about that. It does sometimes, for sure. Um, he obviously is every every week is going to have a big role in the running game just by the nature of his position. But we have to get involved more in the passing game. We want to get more involved in the pass game. Uh, that goes for every skill player. But um, since he's on the field so much, we definitely have to do that moving forward, and we're going to try to do that on a weekly basis because I think he's deserved some opportunities to catch the football. Um, he was productive in camp, productive in the preseason for us, and you know that's our job to try and get him the football and see what he can do with the ball in his hands. So. So how do you get him involved in the in the offense? Like it's it's your responsibility. It's it's the offense's responsibility to try to get him involved, right? I mean, they didn't draft him in the second round for nothing, for him just to be a, a, another man out there, just to be you know one of the guys on the fifty three man roster. They got him in. They got him there to get him involved and have him be a big factor in this Raiders offense. So here's Coach Lombardi talking about how to get Michael Mayer involved. We had a couple of things in the game for him um, this past week in L.A. and the game kind of went a certain way where we had a you know, help with the protection. And obviously he plays a big part in that in terms of on the edge and, um, and things like of that nature. And sometimes the ball finds you, sometimes it doesn't, you know, you saw, you know, hoop, catch a ball on a, on a play and get nine yards. And therefore, and then we had a chance in the first quarter to hit Michael down the seam and we threw it to Tay. And so there were a couple opportunities for him to get the football. Um, wasn't in there. A few, a few of those went to hoop and then, um, but yeah, I mean, I think both Hooper and him have done a good job in practicing the passing game. And they definitely deserve that opportunity to get the ball in the game. we got to do a better job of getting them involved. Vinny was talking about getting them more involved and, and what we've been hearing, that there's a potential of Michael Mayer getting involved. That would be really good to see him as a part of this Raiders offense to go along with Devontae, to go along with Jacoby, to go along with Josh Jacobs. And maybe, hell, I don't know, maybe they could really get creative and get Hunter involved as well, right? I mean, it would be nice to see all the weapons that they have, something that we talked about all offseason long and all training uh, long, that, uh, that they definitely want to get everyone involved. And so, uh, finally, the final, uh, the final soundbite we want to hear from is uh, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham talking about the Packers' offense uh, and preparing for that Packers' offense because, well, you know, that's pretty important because they're bringing one, especially one that tries to test the defense deep down the field. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> let's start first with the, the head coach who's calling the plays. 
He's been a real successful play caller in this league for a long time. They do a lot to challenge you schematically. They do a lot to get the ball to the players. You know, again, just getting the ball to their dynamic players in space. That's a good thing they do there. But it all starts with the run game. And, you know, they do a great job of scheming up the run game, figuring out ways to create angles, and they have the backs to do it, and the offensive line's gelling together pretty good. So, and, you know, the new tight ends they have in there, they're willing blockers, the receivers. I think every time I've gone against Green Bay or been, you know, and I used to work there for a long time ago, but they're always willing blockers. There's a level of toughness that comes into play. So it, it presents a lot of challenges. The combination of the run game, the pass game off the run game, and just how they challenge your rules and your, and your eyes throughout the um, duration of the game. So there's Patrick Graham right there just talking about preparing for the Packers, uh, their de- or offense, excuse me, what they bring to the table and what they're going to bring to the table come Monday night. Uh, at Allegiant Stadium. So you heard from Coach McDaniels, you heard from Coach Lombardi, and also Patrick Graham. We just kind of combined all those together. 428 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're on the north side. We're going to be here till 5 o'clock. When we come back, we'll get a couple texts in, but also what to look for from Josh Jacobs, from Jacoby Myers, from Devontae Adams. Plus, we have a little bit of tales of the tape. What does that mean? You'll find out when we come back. It's Red Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. Got my guy Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com coming up in a few minutes. Hit me up and let me know that we had to hit him up just a couple minutes later. He's running a little bit behind, and Lee is a, a busy, busy dude. When it's football season, and especially on Fridays, He's got so many different radio stations from across the country hitting him up to have him uh, be on, on their shows. And so we are no different, but uh, Lee is my guy. I actually talk to him every single day. <laughs> we, do, we do a podcast every morning called Locked on Bets, and so uh, I literally talk to Lee every single morning. So he'll join us in a matter of minutes. I know you can check out Lee on, uh, with JT on Thursdays. He joins his show. He's known JT for a really long time, so I appreciate that uh, Lee Sterling is able to join the show and give us a little bit of uh, betting advice, what to do. We'll talk a little college football, and, of course, we got some NFL action. That'll come up in about – he said – or he said give him about five minutes or so. So we'll hit up uh, Lee in a matter of minutes as we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings. I did have a couple nuggets I wanted to pass on real quick. Plus, we have winning on the way, so get ready for that. Make sure you get ready to be called number nine so we can get you hooked up with some free bowling. And on top of that, get you in to win the tickets to the New England Patriots game. That's October 15th. That's thanks to Boyd Gaming. So uh, in a matter of minutes, we'll be asking for call number nine. You want to get hooked up with that opportunity to be in Allegiant Stadium on the 15th. Just be ready. Have your phone ready. You know what I mean? Have the number already dialed. Get ready to press send. Do they still have send? I don't think we still have send. We don't even have send on the phones anymore. My goodness. That used to be my old joke. Clearly, it's an old joke. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I am laughing. Shut up. (laughs) Angel's laughing too, I imagine. Shut up. Yeah, he is. He is, but it's all good. But, uh, yeah, get ready to to, to dial in. Get ready to call in because we will be hooking somebody up. But I did have a couple nuggets I wanted to pass along. What to watch for? First with Josh Jacobs. And I love when we get these little nuggets. These are really cool to be able to pass along. With 94 rushing yards, 
Jacobs would reach 5,000 career rushing yards, becoming the fourth player to reach 5,000 rushing yards in Raiders history and the second Raider to accomplish the feat in 65 games or less. With 44 receiving yards, Jacobs would surpass Billy Lott, 216, for the most receiving yards by a running back in Raiders history through the first five games of a single season, the most since 2002, Charlie Garner, 297. Man, I remember Charlie Garner, how fantastic he was when he was a member of the Silver and Black. He was a hell of a player his whole career, but when he joined the Raiders and he could catch and run and he had them big-time seasons, boy, he was a hell of a player. So that's a nice little nugget right there, a tip of the cap to Josh Jacobs. Look for 94 yards rushing and 44 yards receiving. If he could do that, he's going to be in some rare, rare air, and he already is. Matter of fact, shout out to Hardcore Raider. I'm sure he's thinking and listening to that little nugget and writing it down saying, yeah, that's my guy. JJ. How about Jacoby Myers? With 76 receiving yards, Myers would become just the 13th undrafted player in NFL history to record 3,000-plus receiving yards in his first 63 career games. With nine catches, Myers would surpass Danny Amendola with 261 for the fourth most receptions by an undrafted player in his first 64 career games. So there you go. A handful of catches for Jacoby Myers, and he can being some rare air for an undrafted player. Remember, this is a guy that was not drafted and has put together a hell of a career so far. But let's not stop there. Let's go to 17. We just talked about 16. Let's go to Devontae Adams. With a touchdown reception on Monday night, Devontae would notch his 32nd receiving touchdown in primetime games, surpassing Antonio Brown for the fourth most receiving touchdowns in primetime in NFL history behind only Pro Football Hall of Famers Jerry Rice with 46, Randy Moss with 44, and T.O. with 34. So uh, there you go. And uh, how about this? How about one more little nugget for uh, Josh Jacobs, a little tip of the cap to him. Do it all back is what they're calling him. Has 18 catches for 173 yards in 2023. His 173 receiving yards are the most amongst running backs in the NFL this season. Josh Jacobs at 173 yards. Christian McCaffrey at 141 B. John Robinson at 134, Jalen Warren at 127, Raheem Mostert at 115, and James Cook at 115. So Josh Jacobs is getting it done in a major way uh, through the air as a receiver. Now you want to see him get it done in a major way on the ground as well. Again, 94 rushing yards is what we are looking for. Uh, also, i got a couple more little nuggets here. I uh, already mentioned the Packers are 8-0 against the Raiders since 1990. Uh, let's see. So far, the start that the, Ra- the Packers have gotten off to is the worst start to a season since 2014. Uh, and then Jordan Love has completed nine passes of 30 or more yards this season, tied for the most in the NFL with Kirk Cousins. And the Packers only had 16 of those plays in 2022. Uh, the Raiders have rushed for fewer than 100 yards in five straight games, dating back to last season. Second longest active streak in the NFL. The Bengals have seven. Josh Jacobs had 58 rushing yards and 81 receiving yards last week. First Raider with a 50-80 in a single game since Marcel Reese in 2012, week 11, versus the Saints. So there's that. How about we do this? How about we get some winning away because that's what we want to do. We want to get you hooked up with some bowling of your choice at one of the casinos, the Orleans Casino, Gold Coast Casino, or Samstown, uh, Las Vegas, and that's going to get you in to win a pair of tickets to the Raiders game October 15th versus the New England Patriots. Call number nine right now, 702-365-9200. Again, 702-365-9200. Call number nine is what we're looking for. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He's going to join the show next. We are going to get you in to find some money. How you get some money? We'll do it next on Red Nation Radio 920. Let's take a look at the lines that can help win you some money. It's Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, brought to you by Joe Stonecrab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops. 
on Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com joins us now on Unnecessary Roughness as he does each and every Friday. And Lee, thanks so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you. And we're in the week five in the NFL season. Chicago, the Bears came up with a big victory over the Commanders Thursday night football. Feel like they were a little inspired by the passing of the great Dick Buckus. What did you think about Chicago's performance? Great. I mean, Dick Buckus was <laughs> gave him a pep talk before he passed away. I mean, mm-hmm. Love Dick, Dick Buckus. I mean, what's crazy is I think they were back-to-back picks, him and Gail Sayers, like number three and four that year. Is that crazy? Yeah, that is. Two Hall of Famers. So crazy is they get those two guys and never did anything, never played in the playoff game. So right. um, just weren't able to put a quarterback and other good players around them. But one of the fiercest competitors, I would never have wanted to play against that guy. I mean, he, the way he played, I mean, he was <laughs> played to the whistle and beyond so uh but you know such a great and a fierce competitor and everyone said he was a teddy bear off the field but uh love the game plan for the bears uh uh hats off to them Uh, my daughter's singing the national anthem in two weeks so think you know what they're not zero six headed into that game when she's singing the national anthem maybe if they beat minnesota next week two and four and a a two-game winning streak after losing 14 in a row. Matter of fact, your daughter's singing the national anthem for the Bears-Raiders game, right? That's that's correct. Yeah. So, yeah anyone <laughs> heading out there, no no booing the national anthem. No, so, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll be awesome. out there. Uh, anyone wants to touch base with me, uh, send me a DM if you're going to go to the game. Love to meet you before halftime or after the game. That's awesome. That really is. Excited for your daughter and that opportunity as she has, and I know she's done a hell of a job before, so I know she'll do a hell of a job again. So excited You know what's crazy? Her. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I think it's some type of throwback day, or they're doing something okay. with that, because they told her she was going to be in a throwback jersey. Don't be surprised if she's wearing a Dick Butkus jersey. Oh, you know what? That makes all the sense in the world. That's definitely, yep. man, the, the Raiders don't need that kind of energy either. Man, that means Chicago will be <laughs> lathered up. They don't need that kind of energy at all. But, no, excited, really, for your daughter. Yep. So, uh, yeah, definitely shout out to the Sterlings. And, yeah, hit up Lee on Twitter, at Paramount Sports. Send him a DM if you plan on going to that game, Chicago and the Raiders. But let's get into some plays, Lee. That's what you, you roll yep. through every week for. Let's go ahead and get into some action. Let's talk some college ball first uh how about oregon state versus cal oregon state is minus nine and a half versus the golden bears of cal what are your thoughts on this one so my biggest play last week was oregon state and thought it was a great setup thought that they were going to catch utah and utah had every break go for them and playing a bunch of games at home against teams that weren't very good with good offenses and their defense just dominated but without their star quarterback just felt that this uh, Utah team was going to be vulnerable, and boy, were they ever. Oregon State took advantage with Cam Rising still out, and they won the game. Some great calls. Fourth and one, loved that call. They ended up put the two running backs behind the quarterback, acted like they were going to run the quarterback sneak and did a pitch outside for a touchdown. That made it 21 nothing. They never looked back. But there were some things that were alarming. And, and I, I know Oregon State program pretty well, followed their quarterback, and – and head coach now Jonathan Smith from back when he played from 98 to 01. Just don't like the overall play calling. I just think that DJ really, I just think that he is one of these guys that he's going to have some good plays and he's going to have a couple really bad plays and he might cost his team on the road, usually not the same quarterback. Cal, I like their offense. They're starting to come into their own here. Uh, they played Washington tough. 
I like the two quarterbacks they're playing here. Ben Finley and Sam Jackson love Jaden Ott. They're running back here. I think it's too much. I think they're going to catch Oregon State off, to, off of celebrating that big win here. I think Cal pulls a small upset here, 28-24. Ooh, there it is right yep. there, 28-24 Cal uh, going up against yep. Oregon State. I like that one, man. That's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, I love some college ball because you never know sometimes which direction these are going to go. But Oregon State is favored in this one by 9.5 versus Cal. Again, we're speaking with Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio, 920. Let's turn our attention to the NFL. We'll go overseas. How about this one? A London game. This time it's not being played in Andy's room from Toy Story. This was just playing on the grass. <laughs> Buffalo, the Bills versus Jacksonville, who is the resident uh, London team, even though the Bills are represented as the home team in this one. Buffalo minus five and a half versus Jacksonville. Lee, how are you thinking about this one? And Jacksonville has played over there a lot. You know, yes. they sold a lot of games over the last couple years and, um, uh, done well there. They won the game last weekend against Atlanta, but it was kind of handed to them. Atlanta, just one-dimensional, can only really run the football here, whereas Buffalo last week handed it to Miami. The last three weeks, they've been dominate in all three wins. Uh, I mean, look what Josh Allen's doing. Threw for another 320 yards. Completed 84% of his passes. His quarterback rating was 158.3. I think that's a perfect rating. Stephon Diggs looked great. Three touchdown catches. They piled up 24 first downs for five for 10. On third down, their linebackers were all over the place. They forced two fumbles here. They beat a really good Miami team. They beat the brakes off them. Uh, I know you're laying points here. I know Jacksonville is staying there for the week, but something's wrong with this team. They just are not right here. I thought they would be better with the addition of Calvin Ridley on offense here. It's like one player, each play. It's an offensive lineman, a missed block. You know, you know, a receiver runs maybe a little bit too shallow a route. I just don't see them coming together yet here. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it here, even in the NFL. I like Buffalo, 31-21. Boom, there it is right there. 31-21 says Lee Sterling, Buffalo versus Jacksonville. And yeah, that was kind of strange to me that their Jacksonville Jaguars are playing two weeks in a row in London and didn't have to leave, right? I still think Jacksonville right. loses this game, but they never had to leave. I felt like that was such a disadvantage uh, for the Buffalo Bills, but there's that. So uh, there you go. Buffalo again, minus 5.5 versus Jacksonville. Lee Sterling is our guest for ParamountSports.com. You can find Lee on Twitter at ParamountSports. All right, Lee, here we go. Let's close things out. It's Monday Monday Night Football, everyone knows this one really well. We've been paying attention. We'll be at Allegiant Stadium, Raiders and the Packers. And, Lee, this one has kind of shifted, man. I remember opening this thing up, and Green Bay was the favorite. Now the Raiders are minus one versus the Packers. Thoughts on this one? Well, I think if you look at the line, they're telling you that Green Bay will be without probably their top two offensive linemen, and also Jimmy G will be back. So that's why we get the three-point swing the other way to the Raiders now being the small favorite here. So uh, the Green Bay Packers ran into it last week. They played a really good Detroit Lions team. You talk about a rebuild and on the fly in just a couple years. They dominate uh, on the offensive and defensive lines here. Uh, Packers allowed 401 yards, 211 on the ground. You're not going to win many games that, that way. Detroit held the ball for almost 38 minutes in that game. Packers just really had no chance to come back here. So I think they're going to have to run the ball here. Packers, I just think, are going to be one of these teams zigzags. They're going to win a game, lose a game, uh, off a poor game, going to play well here. Uh, Vegas defense uh, 
uh, you know, held a hurt Herbert here at 167 yards, but uh, could not stock the ground game. And, and I think that's going to be the problem. I think Green Bay is going to run, and I think you might see a better Jordan Love here. Not accurate last week. They need to get him on the run more. But uh, I think it's going to be a tight game. I don't think anyone pulls away. I'll take the one point. I like Green Bay here. 24-21. There it is right there. A close game. And you know what? The Green Bay Packers since 19, was it 1990, have uh, beat the Raiders eight times in a row. So uh, there's mm-hmm. that. That's taking it back. That's some history right there. But it's Monday Night Football. We'll see it at Allegiant Stadium. Lee, fantastic stuff. As always, my man, great catching up with you like we do each and every week. If anyone wants to reach out to you, get some more information from you, what do they need to do? Just go to the website, ParamountSports.com and 34 and 13 documented in the month of September, last four weeks in football. You want to hop on board our phone service. We don't call it October. We call it October. You can get four weeks of action through Halloween night, just $297. And you're going to get generally 10 to 14, 10 to 15 games a week. And uh, UFC is back this Saturday. You want to get involved. First fight starts at 1 p.m. Pacific. Five selections, $35. Baseball playoffs. Um, tire playoffs through the World Series, just $97. Also, I'm on uh, TikTok for the first time. My uh-huh. two daughters told me I got to get on TikTok, so got a bunch of other videos there. If we, you know, do a bunch of other games we didn't have time to discuss, check out those videos, four or five videos on TikTok at Paramount Sports. And, uh, uh, like I said, want to wish everyone a happy and healthy weekend. Have fun, enjoy the action, bet responsibly, and take care. Be safe. So, um, check us out all weekend, ParamountSports.com. Yeah, there it is right there, man. It's going to be a fun weekend of college football, of course, NFL action, and closing things out week five of the NFL on Monday Night Football with the Raiders and the Packers. Lee, great stuff, man. It's always great catching up with you. I definitely appreciate you. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, Q. You have a great weekend. You do the same, my man. Definitely appreciate you, as always. That's the great Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. You can find him on Twitter, at Paramount Sports. And apparently, you can find him on TikTok now, as well. So there you go, Lee Sterling, dibbling in the TikTok. Not me. <laughs> the TikTok. Not me. But that's going to do it uh, from Buffalo Wild Wings. That's all we got time for. Got into it a little bit later with Lee Sterling, and that's okay, right? Really good stuff. Definitely appreciate him. So, uh, Raider Nation, appreciate you. Appreciate all the feedback on the show today. It's been fun here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We out here in the North. <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah, we appreciate everyone who stopped by, got hooked up with some T-shirts, some cups, some koozies, some Raider Nation Radio 920 swag. You know how we get down. Uh, definitely appreciate everyone stopped by, kicking off the weekend the right way. And Raider Nation, enjoy the weekend, really. I mean, there's some really good college games going on on Saturday. Of course, NFL action on Sunday. And you already know the Raiders closing things out week five, Monday night football, Legion Stadium. Excited about that. So we have another opportunity to talk about this. This game coming up on Monday. Don't forget a little bit of a programming note. Noon to three is when this show Unnecessary Roughness will be heard. I'll be sliding in for JT. JT does the pregame show, so he'll be on from 3 to 5 p.m. Him and Eric Allen live from the Torch at Allegiant Stadium. I'll be at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's our Monday night football spot. I'll be there a little bit early. Noon to three Underground Lounge has been newly renovated. Uh, It looks awesome. It really does. I mean, the job that they've done has been fantastic. All the great TVs, all the great 
food specials that they have. I mean, they have everything going on there now at the Underground Lounge. So noon to 3 on Monday, you can hear Unnecessary Roughness, and uh, that'll lead you right into the pregame show at Allegiant Stadium with JT the Brick, Eric Allen from the Coors Light Landing, The Torch. You cannot miss it. Uh, matter of fact, I'll be making a beeline right after uh, the show at the Oyo. I'll make a beeline over to Allegiant Stadium, and I'll definitely go to The Torch as well. like to meet and greet with as much as Raider Nation as possible that'll be in the building. But don't worry. We'll talk about keys to victory coming up on Monday, what the Raiders have to do to get a win uh, over the Packers and improve to 2-3 and three on the young season. You heard Lee Sterling a little while ago say even though the Raiders are favored now by one, he's taking the Packers, and uh, he has them winning that game. So uh, that's not good. That's not good. More times than not, Lee Sterling is correct. But we'll have all weekend to think about it. We'll have all weekend to enjoy sports. We'll also... Have all Monday to talk about Raiders, Packers, Week 5, Monday night football action. So, again, that's going to do it for us from Buffalo Wild Wings. Ari, thanks so much for doing a great job like you always do back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. We'll be back Monday, noon to 3, from the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, with Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a fantastic weekend. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.